How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going, right, Dave? Hey, Jake. It's going pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so basically, kick us off here tonight. We're going to be talking about E3, which is uh, something that's happened in the past as well as this year, but also relative to this year, a couple... We're, we're a little late on the episode compared to when we could have recorded it. I'm going to make the Pert Happily comparison again because I bring it up every time because you do that exact intonation. I do it on purpose, Dave. <laughs> also, I'm asthmatic and I can't keep up this bit. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to... I'm gonna slow it down. Just like <laughs> we're gonna run out of content. <laughs> Twenty-minute episode. Jeez, budget's gone down. <laughs> there was very little at E3, and we covered it all. <laughs> I say it away from the microphone. Um, I should have put it in the notes at all. Comparison to last E3. Yeah, I've forgotten everything. Um, but I believe certain titles were shown again that were shown last year. Correct? That uh, were uh, yeah. still under development, but had increased reveals yeah i pretty pretty much always i think that's the case i'm not sure if doom eternal was officially announced last e3 but it was definitely in a previous convention because yes. we've known about it for a long time i saw an initial trailer and i saw another trailer can we start there doom eternal doom eternal looks fucking dope yeah so it does i mean like basically we knew about it good counter <laughs> yeah i figured I'll, I'll i'll add some flavor you know contrast the points you're trying to make no it looks really good and the first game i mean we just hyped out about it for an entire episode so yeah uh it was worth it yeah and it looks like they're you know working off the same model but mm. going onwards and upwards and to be fair if they release just new levels yeah or there's some new campaign for uh, 2016 i would have bought it then yeah <laughs> i think I think it's interesting, right? Because sometimes you, we would criticize games for not having enough of a difference, and we probably will later in this yes, episode over the sure. base game. But if the fir- if the first title is just so good and remains so novel through the whole experience, I think people are more receptive of a bit of more in the same. So did you? So obviously there was the initial gameplay trailer mm-hmm. uh, where they had Doctor Samuel Hayden talk about some stuff. And they show some demon killing and some um, environment interaction. Yeah. Like swinging up like a, a flagpole. Yeah. And then like going and like crushing a little ghoul. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Did you see the other one though? Which was, it might have been like sort of initial gameplay, mm-hmm. which I guess is not a trailer so much as initial gameplay, like first 15 minutes. Uh, I don't think I saw that. No. <sighs> All right. So I won't <laughs> spoil the whole thing. I mean, if if it's in a 15-minute E3 reveal, I feel like you can spoil it. Um, so basically, you as the Doom Slayer, you go to, like, some Mars station. There's some alien stuff. Um, and, like, people are, like, on the radio, like, trying to, like, call for help and stuff. And as you walk up, everybody shuts the fuck up. They're like, oh, my God, is that the guy? <laughs> is that the guy? <laughs> um, and then it's as the you guy. get towards, like, the door tr- to the outside, uh, there's, like, two soldiers. The one guy's like, Hey, do you have identification to go outside? This guy's like, dude, dude, don't, dude, fucking don't. <laughs> and you just look at him, and he just kind of like goes pale. He's like, oh, it's you. And then you, he just you, you take his gun, and then you just walk outside, and oh, like awesome. that. It has so much character building in that mm-hmm. because you're now at this point a fucking legend. You have this legacy of just that guy kills demons. Yeah. What else? Nope, that's his thing. It was really good at. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a specialist, really. Um, yeah, they're kind of in a way they're retreading um, previous 
the the series in the past, right? Because there was was it Doom? Are you 2? saying a storyline? Yeah, because yes. like was it Doom Two that was Hell on Earth? Probably. I, I know there was a Doom Hell on Earth, and it was one of the mm. the classics. Um, and I think that's basically the plot line here too. Like uh, clearly, we didn't get them all, guys. You know, right? <laughs> so uh, there's there's an outbreak on Earth as well. What's interesting is as you describe that to me, and uh, we talked about this just slightly before, but the uh, that's a very similar opening to uh, Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's literally like you in this like ready room essentially, and then you like talk to all these guys. They're like, "Hey, what's the what's the plan?" And they like bring you up to like a whiteboard with a, a sharpie, and you can draw whatever you want on it. You can just be like penis, <laughs> and they're just like, "My God, this is <laughs> this is the best plan." <laughs> and then. Uh, then you go out and you fight a fight a boss on like a, a football field. So classic. Right now, I expect that Doom Eternal will be better received as uh, it has already been better <laughs> received. You know, Duke Nukem. Yeah, you can't revive yeah. all of them, right? Like, there's gonna be misses. I do appreciate some of the attempts, but in other times it does feel. And they're doing this a lot with movies mm-hmm. where they're kind of like reanimating like your dead grandmother. You're like, yeah. no, please let her lie. She <laughs> right. had a good full life. I appreciate my memory of her being alive. I don't want a memory of her being undead and trying to like chomp at my neck type thing. You know how like uh, sometimes as soon as an author or like an, a, um, an artist or someone dies, like their works become really valuable, but then they also like people start the biographical movies or like whatever. Uh, you start. You can use their likeness as soon as they die. Yeah. I take that example to the extreme. You're just like, oh, they're dead. Well, let's go use them in a movie. Right? Let's reanimate them. Get them in there. <laughs> I kill people just to deep fake them, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Doom is going to be awesome. Uh, almost pretty much guaranteed. I mean, if they, the only way it fails is if they change too much and they take away the core of what it is. Um, for the people they have and the direction they've been, I don't really see that no. being a thing. Like I, I've seen commentary for for the first game, and I just agree with the developers entirely. They they completely got it. They're just like, none of this stuff matters. <laughs> like, let's just let them kill demons. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's that's yeah, one hundred percent right. Good, that's the whole point. <laughs> thumbs up. Um, but they were done in the they went with Bethesda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did so Bethesda announce anything this year? Uh, Bethesda's announced a lot of things, actually. Um, Any that you care about? I don't have them broken out by uh, publisher. I'm going to look down the list real quick here. Um, Because there are definitely things. You know what? I can't remember exactly what Bethesda's publishing. Can't break it out by that. We're going to specific games. Um, And maybe that's just because there's such a big difference between Bethesda's first party games and their... Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, hmm. The one uh, Ghostwire is actually published by Bethesda. I was about to ask the audience for help. To yeah, quick call in. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's for the third-party games they publish. They don't have the ill will that Bethesda first-party yeah. games now have. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, but yeah, Ghostwire mostly for the presentation. We learned very little about that game. Um, it was mostly just a trailer and spooky. <laughs> I'm always interested for like a good teaser trailer, mm-hmm. but 
as like a hard tangent, I prefer stuff in the league of Elden Ring. Yeah. Because it's just, it, it whets your appetite and it has like slow coolness built into it. Right. It's not like, here's some quick flashy shit, 2020. You're like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like an art to making a teaser and not actually showing gameplay, but making sure that your teaser means something. So for Ghostwire, like, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like the rapture and people like vanish. I guess you're like fighting ghosts and stuff. Is this an action game? Is it a first person shooter? Whatever. From Soft with Elden, Elden Ring, <laughs> Elden Wing, <laughs> they, um, you basically already know it's going to be like an RPG. In fact, I think they've said it has more RPG based elements um, than uh, some of their previous games. Um, and that's like much more useful to me right like rather than a trailer and you're like man maybe you know sometimes you need more than a compelling premise um you need some genre information to latch on to i think yeah elden ring looks good though i like it really the, does i like the the cracked people and visuals uh in the in the actual trailer like the uh the blacksmith who's actually was shattering the ring mm-hmm. um just like really cool visuals too yeah they've always had a very good hold on that niche of things being decayed or crumbled because everything is kind of not anarchy entropy mm-hmm. over time for in their games yeah <laughs> <Energon>. <laughs> how how much does uh it matter to you that uh george r, r. martin is involved with it it's it's nice because like i know he can write good shit right uh, if you look at the mm-hmm. earlier seasons of game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but as far like as his works he's really good at putting a fuck ton of information and world building into that yeah which is one of my main draws for like uh things in the dark Souls series oh yeah um because you feel very invested because you know so much information about these small intricate pieces and then how they all fit together yeah I think they actually, and this is just my opinion, obviously, as most things they say are, um, but for Sekiro, they, like, world building existed, but it didn't look like it was going to provide Vaddy, like, three years of content as he breaks breaks down the translations. He's released some videos, but, like, there's just not that much to pull from item descriptions compared to Dark Souls, at least. Yeah. Um... Well, I feel like Dark Souls is also wrapped a little bit more in mystery, mm-hmm. whereas Akira was the more straightforward. This is so and so's sword that he got from so and so after this battle. I'm yeah. Like that checks out. <laughs> I guess. I guess another big part of it is you just can't change your gear in Sekiro. so they didn't put descriptions on everything. Oh, did you not equip the wings? Oh, jeez, <laughs> that would have made some of those levels way, way easier. easier. Fucking, uh, what is it, katana? <laughs> Get out of here. Should have used the auto blaster. <laughs> I'm uh, up there in a Shoryuken, these headless. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but it looks looks really good. Elden Ring um, sounds like a Lord of the Rings title to me, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's like, fun memories there, too. It's not, El- it's not Elven, though. It's Elden, <laughs> because the ring belonged to a man named Elden, <laughs> who was an elf. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, hope, I mean, hopefully we learn more about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, probably not. It's gonna... yeah. A little bit of teasing ghost. Yeah. Um, but no, it uh, seems pretty solid. So look forward to more information there. 
um from soft has not disappointed yet so is this true i will continue to play their games <laughs> until the day they or i die <laughs> or they betray me that's valid <laughs> did anybody betray you at e3 were there any releases you're like oh i feel like they missed the mark i mean there wasn't anything that i was already really excited for that they killed my hype for mm-hmm. like um there wasn't anything that was made less interesting by providing more information which is good because that's a bad sign if that ever happens right um i think e3 is mostly uh hype building kind of across the board um and it's 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 relatively rare that you get like a well fleshed out like example of what the game will be and then it elevates your hype a lot um but obviously some games there are, are are capable of such a thing so i know like um this isn't in the, in the the next in the list officially but death Shit, stranding nobody can see this but us <laughs> I was nobody put... can see us <laughs> i'm invisible <laughs> uh but death stranding uh has some actual gameplay shown um and i don't know what that is <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it it feels explory yeah i like the ladder you everybody just like, likes the ladder they just carry around because like my question is what percentage of the game are you carrying this ladder is it like he was just kojima was just like super motivated at the last of us ladder moments so he's like i love ladders you know <laughs> we'll just have him carry a ladder for 70 percent of the game it's actually all an homage back to medical metal metal Gear Solid Three. Uh-huh. That was harder than it should have been. That's it's a tough thing to say. Um, but yeah, it seems like it has some basic combat. Mm-hmm. You um, can hit people with a briefcase. Yeah, but I feel like you're not <laughs> supposed to. Like yeah. it's not combat oriented. It's not a combat briefcase, so where you can deploy it and it <laughs> shoots people. Right. No, that's the uh, the the uh, brief- laptop gun. The laptop gun. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm really curious because. A lot of these games that Kojima's made has had really cool and unique boss fights, mm-hmm. even if it's not a gun-based boss. Yeah. So if they're not relying as much on combat, I'm curious to see, A, if it would be that type of game, mm-hmm. or if it's just you go on missions or it's kind of fairly open for what you have to do. Yeah. But typically games now have bosses. So what would that be in this context? Yeah, if you cut out like the context that it's Death Stranding, and you cut out like some of the interspersed dialogue and like close-ups on the characters, presumably from cutscenes, things like that. Um, the world traversal is just like really weird. No one would know like what the game was at all based yes. off of that. And I don't even think it would generate hype. People would just be like, you're kind of just in a suit, like slowly crossing ravines. I mean, most of the time when I come home at the end of a workday, I'm not just like, let's let's get those ravines, you know? Like, <laughs> really, Red Dead Redemption Two? Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't cross a lot of ravines there. That was mostly shooting people. I didn't beat that either. I shot people across the ravine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, the more I learn about Death Stranding, the less I know about Death Stranding. <laughs> I'm yeah. convinced that's true. But at the same time, uh, my interest has been progressively peaked mm-hmm. because each trailer is kind of like, the fuck? <laughs> you don't have information, but yeah. it keeps slowly building out the universe. And you're like, yeah, but still, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think in the trailer they mention, they, or at least imply that the baby is kind of like a utility item in some way. Yes, the baby <laughs> allows you to like, it's it acts as a conduit for you to kind of 
half exist in the past. Yeah. And you can like see the um the shadowy things or whatever, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions that um the game will come out and then years later we will have answered as <laughs> someone from the development team tells us <laughs> what any of this meant. But I don't know. Seems interesting. So that's a game. Let's let's pick one that people were not hyped about and that looks like shit. Something that looks bad, okay. Well, I can say, at least from doing minor research, I know a lot of people were not super thrilled about the Battletoads they were making. Okay. It's I... very cartoony style versus pixelated. Right, yeah. And a lot of people, like, obviously it has its own lore. Yeah, but <laughs> lore. <laughs> I didn't realize it was such a big thing that people would care about mm-hmm. if somebody goofed on it. Yeah. You got to be really careful when you're like remaking a classic game and you're changing the art style. Um, I mean, there's good examples of that. The uh, the Legend of Zelda game like looks really good. Like uh, I think it's Link's Awakening. I believe that's what it's called. I'm gonna give you a half shrug. Yeah, I don't know. There's been a lot of titles for that. Looks really good. Completely different art style, um, but it kind of just meshes with the full experience. Um, I never really played Battletoads, so I can't say one way or the other i only know it's a very difficult game <laughs> yeah it's the old uh side scrolly beat them up but if somebody is like an inch above or below mm-hmm. maybe you didn't punch them type thing yeah uh, it was fun i played it with my cousin um it's kind of cool but it wasn't a nostalgia trip for me where i'm like oh this new thing is bad yeah. I, it's not something i'm really gonna play though yeah kind of just play different types of games now but I don't know. We'll see see where it lands. Um, I would not put it on the hype meter for me. <laughs> Pretty much not at all. Um, was Psychonauts 2 actually shown at E3? Yes. Okay. I missed the presentation for it. Um, I knew they were showing more information about it like around this time, but I didn't know. Did they show a significant gameplay? Um, it was at least like a premise trailer of like, hey, uh, we're now past the events of the first game mm-hmm. and here's what some stuff that's going on i think a little bit of gameplay might have been shown mm-hmm. as far as like some simple mechanics and briefly going through snippets of levels yeah actually i did see a short clip of it i remember him like mm-hmm. running down a hallway that was continually just getting springing, yeah springing into existence in front of him um i don't know it, it, it could really be good i i hope that it's really good i'm i've kind of uh, I think we have slightly different bearings on Double Fine, like, right now. Okay. Uh, I, I've played several of their recent games or tracked them. How recent? There's, they had, like, I'm trying to think of the most recent one I played. Because I know there was the crowdfunded point-and-click adventure, which I played a little bit of. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of that for the life of me. There's something with, like, a D9 in it or something like that. I, I don't know anyway. oh i very vaguely know what you're talking about yeah they've had some missteps they've had some missteps like mm-hmm. where their games have just not been getting reviewed nearly as well as, as as they could be and their shorter like experience i think costume quest like um costume quest is a, a little gem though yeah but those are the games that they they've been succeeding on more it's like mm-hmm. the shorter kind of focused this is just compact writing and hilarity style games their longer uh, adventures or branches out into other genres and things like that haven't gone nearly as well. Um, 
So I think they really need this, basically. They need Psychonauts 2 to massively succeed. Do you want to just cough or burp or something? No, I was uh, I just had to clear out my throat a little bit. But the... I mean, in a way, they kind of also don't need it to succeed because they've already been paid for it, right? Like, this was this yeah, was a kickstarted true. game. And I definitely paid them for it, mm-hmm. so it better be good. <laughs> but I also only paid, like, 20 bucks. Right. Um, and they, Does that get you a copy? <laughs> Does that get you a copy, or is that the tier one below? No, I. If I'm donating towards a game, I'm like, I want the game. <laughs> Don't give me like uh, stickers to put on my car. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, for how much I loved Psychonauts one, mm-hmm. I have high hopes. Yeah. And high standards for Psychonauts two, but as long as they keep the same type of characters, cool gameplay, really interesting story and gameplay. And like keep that Tim Schafer humor, it should be fine. Yeah, I think they have a very deep well to draw from as far as Psychonauts is concerned. So that should that should get them a lot of fuel to make it through <laughs> the development of Psychonauts too. Yeah, I'm hyped. But uh, yeah, those are those are some big ones. I also see Ori twos on the list. I didn't beat Ori one. Um, I enjoyed it, but I took a break from it like kind of midway through. And the game is designed in such a way that. Um, you kind of you build the the challenges are built off of previous accomplishments. Yes, you're getting better at the game constantly, mm-hmm. better at the game, better at the game. So you might throw old mechanics back at you. Exactly. So if you take a break from it and you're like, I don't know how things work, and then you come back in the game, you're like, Ah, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> right. It's kind of like uh, not exactly the same, but like picking up Final Fantasy in the center, and you're like. I think I'm on a quest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's and my then, best character? Uh, and then Cloud retired and became a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the world blew up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, seems graphically very impressive, as that series always is. Um, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy's always looked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yeah, exactly. So now that we're talking about the remake, Final Fantasy VII actually looks really solid um they haven't shown much in the way of gameplay it's like an initial uh small party cloud and barrett in a reactor yeah you you played seven for sure yeah yeah i didn't beat seven right because my computer would literally explode at certain points (laughs) that does make it difficult to proceed (laughs) i need another computer (laughs) (laughs) but uh i don't know they've made some really interesting changes like um before you kind of controlled it was essentially turn-based plus plus like haste essentially but for the most part it was turn-based with their um atk bars that would fill up before you could make an attack or like an action and i guess now uh you can just attack with like the x button or something i hope it's so i really like the updated art style Mm -hmm. because game's fun but dear god did it look awful yeah really awful but when they made advent children the movie for like two years after final fantasy 7 yeah i'm like dear god i didn't know this level of animation existed yeah it's probably slightly dated now but it still looks mm, really good so if they can bring that back to life with graphics even close to that really excited yeah but if they make it kind of a mashing x gameplay i'd still buy it but i would be mad at myself so so the way it works is like it is the mashing next gameplay until you fill um like an attack bar essentially then you can use one of your your specials okay um, and your limit break charges by taking damage 
Um, and your other your AI, your other party members will be controlled by AI. Um, but you can like hit a button to activate tactical is this, mode. Is this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> this well, is where all the Final <laughs> Fantasy characters went from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Found them. <laughs> they were in this weird other IP <laughs> no one's ever heard of. <laughs> but, uh, but you can like activate a tactical mode to like be like, hey, use your special abilities, your limit break, whatever, or switch control over to them, and then be doing their auto attack to fill their like attack bar faster or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how that factors into pacing because it seems like um, you're just going to be focusing on whoever your strongest character is, like getting the most attack damage impossible and then being like, oh, you, someone else, you can do a move, do your move, you know, tactical yeah. mode like that. But I don't know. It's I get that they didn't want it sh- to just rely on the turn based kind of I think, style. I think they want to try something new and do something a little more actively engaging because mm-hmm. maybe today's demographic is or audience might be less open to i want to do rpgs yeah i know there's some like big jrpg fans out there oh, yeah shout out mm-hmm. but maybe they're thinking oh we need to have them do things kind of in between yeah so still be rpg like but they're not gonna be sitting there waiting for their bar to fill right it says some old executive yeah, I even I even think in seven the default wasn't to pause the game when your action bar filled, but you like, why wouldn't you turn that on for later fights? You know? Yeah, like you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want the boss to continue attacking you while you're deciding whether hmm, you what should, should really, I do? really it's use like, Kiraga, gotcha. right? <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't know, looks really good, so I'm sure I'll play it. Yeah, it was actually the reason why I picked up a PS4 initially. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to get this one day. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, we will get it. Um, now I have a Switch. so <laughs> <laughs> That's for the, the next Final Fantasy remake that comes out exclusively I mean, on the Switch, right? They're definitely going to get a, a Switch Final Fantasy title at some point. Oh, yeah. It'll be adorable as fuck. Mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros., actually, technically. Is Did a... Super Smash Bros. release anything at E3? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's a fair point. I didn't even have anything in for that. Um, so yeah, Duck Hunt. We actually might have talked about it last time briefly. We did, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So just as a reminder, um, Banjo Kazooie is out. Mm-hmm. I did my best to not uh, interject when Jake said the word rare earlier. Yeah, that's my trigger. <laughs> um, so Banjo Kazooie and a guy from Dragon Quest. Yeah, mm-hmm. which if if you're from Japan and According to analytics, you're not. Um, <laughs> that means more to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, we kind of already talked about them. They didn't. It's still kind of a we'll see, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure I'll get them. I already have the the uh, character pass, so I oh, will nice. get them. But um, just in time. Who knows if we'll play them or not? But uh, it's cool. It's cool to have. Um, Another game that uh, came up from a publisher that I track pretty closely uh, and play their games a lot is uh, Deathloop, which I don't know if you saw any video for it. I did see the trailer. It. it was very... It didn't say much. It was kind mm-hmm. of a... There's kind know. of... There's like a large um, sort of circular uh, like energy arc uh, or machine of some way, uh, of some type, that... Um, is probably related to the plot, but the the gist is you're playing a protagonist who's stuck in this area, um, like a town or something like that, 
And uh, every time someone dies, they are just reborn either at the arch or somewhere else. It's not really made clear in the trailer. Um, but uh, there's two conflicting ideologies. You apparently have a rival mm-hmm. um, who embraces it. They're like, this is... Uh, More to take it should to, be. <laughs> yeah, to take it to the extreme, that's like, this is heaven for us. Like, you know, I get to just uh, do whatever I want. None of it matters. I'll always be able to engage in excess and murder and violence and all of this. And for the guy, he's like, I don't know if his family is somewhere else or whatever, but it's hell to him, right? So that's the cliche kind of... Uh, balancing back and forth but so like arcanes made the dishonored series which i quite enjoy uh for their gameplay uh they made prey which, i'm still working on that <laughs> yeah which i'm waiting for dave to finish and then i'll have to do a little um revisit playthrough to um to jump in and we can have an episode on prey someday i really really freaking like prey like moon crash dlc the whole thing i just i really like prey um and so I have some faith in them as a developer and that combined with like an RPG advancement system combined with one of my favorite kind of subversions of traditional gameplay, which is incorporating death into your game. Um, yeah. or, like Dark Souls. All, all of Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark, Dark Souls. Like they're the traditional, they kind of made that more popular. Um, but one of the things that really gets me when I'm playing an RPG and including specifically Arcane's RPGs is like my mistakes don't really matter. Like if I want to clear a room in Dishonored and I want to do it completely silent or I'm going for like a no kills playthrough mm-hmm. or something, if I ever screw up, I reload. Like that's just the way I play. Yeah. Um, and taking that away from me gets me much more invested in the game. Yeah. I, I, could, I could house rule myself, but... I would know it's not the way it was designed by the developers. So are you normally afraid of consequences in games or you just want to have that feel good? I practiced, I, for using Dishonored as the example, Yeah. I killed everybody in here super sneakily in cool ways Yeah. without issue. And that's going to be what's saved on your file. Yeah, I think I think it's more like that. And the, the challenge or the accomplishment to it so like if there's a huge mansion and I can sneak through and knock everybody out, not kill anybody and not alert them, um, then Jake was never invited to my housewarming party. Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is now a slumber party, <laughs> but, uh, then I feel like I've, I've accomplished something there mm-hmm. or like, um, I was playing, um, horizon zero dawn recently and there's some missions where it like starts in stealth. And it's like, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, do your infiltration or mm-hmm. whatever. And in my head, I'm like, what happens if I do this perfectly, if I don't get caught at all? And unfortunately, sometimes for games, like I think in cases in Horizon Zero Dawn, it's like, oh, you've knocked out 80% of the enemies. The rest automatically are alerted, which I think is the cheapest out you could possibly have. Yeah, it's not the best. I... I do admire that of you, though, mm. because I do not have that. <laughs> For me, MGS5 being a good example. Yeah. Uh, you stealth in, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit this guy. I'm going to choke this guy out, move his body over here. Uh-huh. Um, as I approach the first guy, I step on a twig or fart. Everybody <laughs> knows where I am. At the same time. I immediately go into like full Rambo mode. Mm-hmm. And then for the one guy who's left, I'm like, I'm going to sneak up <laughs> It's actually hilarious you brought up MGS5 because yeah. I was thinking about it while I was talking about this because mm. that's an example of a game 
that doesn't work. You can't quick load your your save. It does periodic saves. Yeah. Um. So it, I was the same situation. Like if I got detected in an outpost infiltration, I'm just like, okay, consolation prize. What can I get out of this? Yeah. But I accepted my consequences because the game didn't let me just save scum essentially. Yeah. Um. I do appreciate that. I'm also the person who will wait for someone to be like, I have amnesia. I forgot that person was ever here. Right. Yeah. And then goes about their thing like, they probably won't be back. <laughs> the Skyrim thing where somebody, like some some guard or something, sees his friend shot down next to him, just like pelted with arrows. He's like, oh God, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> Runs off, tries to look for him. He's just like, must have been the wind. <laughs> goes back, stands wind next to Timmy. Oh, no. <laughs> stands next to Timmy's corpse. <laughs> I always told Timmy, don't piss him in the wind, don't shoot arrows in the wind. <laughs> wind will get you. It's good life advice, really. But yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm not saying I'm, it's a dedicated buy for me for yeah. Deathloop, but um, there's enough. Off of your description, I'm a little more interested. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I would at least follow up on a trailer and be like, oh, Jake was really excited about this. The first trailer didn't sell me. Maybe I'll check out the second one. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely contingent on where they go from here, but we'll, we'll we will see. Maybe they keep it vague to be like, we have a game. And the next one, they're like, guys, we got to plan out what the fuck this game is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's the bold E3 strat is you announce a game that you haven't started developing yet and you just have the trailer. And <laughs> just like, anybody yeah, like this? Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I don't know. See where it goes. Um, I have a couple other things on here. Uh, one of them I, I suspect you, you may be less interested in. The, the next on the list, uh, Watch Dogs Legion, yeah. which I I understand if you want to just like have a short nap or something. Um, I I didn't play the first game. The second game? Yeah, there's been two. Yeah, I didn't play the second game either. I did play the first. So what is the? I saw it's kind of a bit GTA-ish in that you have a third person, you have a city you're working with. Yeah. Um, so basically, the crux, the centralizing themes of Watch Dogs are like government surveillance programs or corporation surveillance programs are becoming oppressive and they have a lot of control over the infrastructure of the city and you acting as a subversive element can uh can hack a lot of that infrastructure and watchdogs one that was like changing uh lights as you go through intersections to like uh, screw up the cops behind you or like uh, hacking into people's cell phone devices Mm -hmm. or bank accounts taking their money and stuff and it's it's not uninteresting as a concept, but it, it's never stood out as a very compelling genre. No one was going to be like, Watch Dogs, that's my favorite game this year, you know? So, like, it has cool things, but it doesn't really have a direction. It's kind yeah. of like open world, free city, go have your fun. There's a story, but it's not, or at least in my case, it wasn't memorable. Like, I think at some point a minor secondary character died. I don't remember who they were. I don't remember how they died. It was supposed to matter to the protagonist, but I didn't care. Yeah. Um, but it's really the moment-to-moment gameplay of, like, what can you do with being able to hack the city, essentially, that makes it um, a bit more interesting. So for Watch Dogs Legion, um, there's a couple interesting things I noted about this. One... I know one of them you're going to say. Yeah, they... Uh, they initially, it's it's in the UK, um, but they initially started like making it in the UK before the whole Brexit thing, 
And then they're just like, hey, let's incorporate this as a post-Brexit UK. I'm just like, all right, that's kind of just a commentary on things. I don't know what that means. As far as I know, like, they still have not... Like, everybody voted, like, yeah, let's do the whole Brexit thing. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, we were all kind of, like, playing chicken. And then... So I don't know if that actually has ever gone through. It it hasn't. It's uh, not to get too much in the political commentary, but basically there's a lot of factions of their parliament yeah. that want their version of Brexit to go through. Yes. And they have to reach a certain level of consensus before it passes. Um, and they absolutely have failed to do that on like every occasion. But they also, they say it would be going against the public consensus to have another referendum and actually ask people if they're sure that they want to leave um which but they should just do that anyway and people exactly be like yeah nah <laughs> yeah you should probably be confident right but anyways i digress that's for our politics podcast which we have not created um so i don't know how i feel about that i mean i don't feel like the politics matter too much it's kind of a um orwellian future where I mean, London's already had all of these issues with security and surveillance, mm-hmm. you know, kind of similar to the Snowden links and, and prism program links, leaks is what I meant to say, and prison program in the U.S. Um, so this is grounded in reality, just extrapolated to a slightly dystopic future. Um, it's Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. But um, in reality, I can see it happening. Yeah. Um, and the first, the, the second game was not super well received, but I've been more kind of, uh, I don't hate the series. I would play the game if I saw it and I was like, that seems cool. I'm interested to see more, but it doesn't feel like my type of thing. Mm-hmm. As I said time and time again, I need some form of direction or just, if we're going back to more open world stuff, really dumb, fun mechanics like MGS5. Yeah. Where it just it has enough to engage me, and I'm also already a fan of the series, mm-hmm. which helps. But if Watch Dogs is like a standalone IP, and it's like, hey, you're this guy, I'm like, I don't know this guy. Yeah, who the yeah. fuck is this? It's hard to get jumped into a new series like that for me. And it, it could be that in the past they tried to lean too much on a story nobody cared about, or few people cared about, mm-hmm. and now the mechanics are more advanced to the point it's fun to just hack the city. Like you can recruit. Um, just random NPCs and then play as them and they'll all have different uh, kind of attributes. Yeah. So the one they, they really showed off was the old lady. Yeah. Um, who's like has a taser. So you can kind of slowly walk up on somebody and tase them. That sounds like the stupidest thing. Like it's it's entirely novelty it sounds like to me. It but. is. But I mean being able to play as any NPCs it's pure novelty mm-hmm. but at the same time I think they want to showcase oh hey it's not all one exact thing. Yeah, exactly. But from this, if they haven't announced already, I imagine them going in a multiplayer direction mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, do this shit with your friends, either in a co-op fashion or uh, there's four of you in the city. Yeah. Kill each other. Yeah. I think they would, they, if they don't have it, and I, like I said, I didn't play two, but like Assassin's Creed had this whole like find the assassin yeah. when everybody was like a random person. Uh, so you had to look for behavioral differences to figure out who the, the player was. I like that. That's cool. I like that guy in T-Pose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find the spy. Um, but we'll see. You know, Like I said, to uh, every other game. And we'll most, see. Most, we'll of see. It, most of it in E3. Bit, this, of an, bit of an ace there, Jake. Yeah, I wouldn't say this. I'm not going to take time off for this game. But it's... No. 
Oh, that nice. means <laughs> my laundry is partially dry. <laughs> Anybody still out there? We're still working here. <laughs> um, All right, going back to a little bit more hype. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Monster Hunter? Because we played, we had an episode, yeah, and now they're coming out with uh, some DLC for it. So yeah, Monster Hunter was my game of the year. Um, picking it up on two uh, systems and then not feeling ripped off at all is pretty rare for me. Um, we have one one friend in particular who uh, rebuys the same game for like every single system. Oh yeah, and that, that's just about that. that's just in his nature. Like every single release for it, I don't do that so much. I'm mean, usually just a, a copy of a game is good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I made it go the justification of like. You're just pissing away money. <laughs> um, but yeah, Monster Hunter was another good example where I actually did do that. Mm-hmm. And as you said, did not feel cheated because yeah. I was replaying it with people. It, it was a different like, crowd. Yeah, starting from the ground up. Yeah. And it's it's really cool to level up with your friends and kill big ass baddies. Yeah. This I mean, is... I assume they're bad. Why else would I kill them? <laughs> right. Yeah. As I am the good guy, that makes them the bad guy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like, a, a, a game, Monster Hunter is, like, one of those squad-deep games where it just feels so much better to play it with friends. Um, it's also methodical, in a way, once you understand what's going on. So you can almost kind of... There, there's these games you can play and then have a discussion at the same time. You can be talking about, like, another... Um, like, talking about how your day was, whatever. You kind of, like, almost like the poker game sort of sort of thing where it doesn't take all of your focus necessarily and monster hunter once you reach a certain tier and you're not fighting like necessarily the strongest creatures it's that kind of game you can just get in the the groove play a bit talk to people and it's super fun for it you're planting bombs you're like yeah so i'm probably gonna make chicken tacos tomorrow (laughs) yeah (laughs) planting bombs is a good time to have discussions though to be fair so Uh, what about the ice aspect of it did you see the new monsters that were revealed um i don't recall the the monsters necessarily i remember some of the mechanics that were added oh um like uh snow falling uh, you can get like snow attached oh, like to your a character snowfall trap or like um the snow itself will like cling to your character you have to like roll it off periodically oh. or it impacts your um your stamina um and they also had uh new i guess they're trail riders this time so like tail raiders or tail riders um <laughs> And they, uh, I don't know exactly how far in the, in tracking the monster you have to get, but they are a mount you can just jump on and they'll track the monster for you. They'll like run you to the monster. That sounds so convenient. (laughs) Yes. Like once you know how much just running around that game has, or like you track a monster to the end of the map and he's like, Hey, I'm going to fly over here. (laughs) Like eventually you kind of just want to sit back and get there. Right. Autopilot that shit. Um, they also said that it's it's supposed to have uh, like almost as much content as the base game, which is really? crazy for me. Yeah, that mm, unfortunately I'm gonna get that then and play it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if it's that much, con- if it's like two characters in a new area, mm-hmm. that's cool. But I don't feel the impetus to buy it. Yeah, is I assume it does cost money. I would assume if it's so. that much content. Yes, that, I don't think they're giving away. Damn it, uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Which is also a crossover with uh, Bloodborne. This is just another oh. element. Yeah. Then we'll have Fire. Like, why are these light levels so low? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Earthborn, Windborn. Hey, Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's something that looks like it'll be pretty fun. And I mean, if a game is my game of the year, I'm probably going to get the DLC. Yeah, right? it's another one of like, if you have that much fun with it, I can consider it, you know? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, they're doing a Dying Light 2. Yes. Which is another episode worthy jumping off zombies game. Yeah. Um, we Hyped definitely that. We did an episode on it. <laughs> I, I think Jake I, I was there <laughs> <laughs> I kind of am um, and a lot of it's going to come down to how much variation it has over the base game or over the first game I should say because um, there was I feel like I'm safe it's safe to say there were definitely flaws in Dying oh, Light oh my god <laughs> like the minute to minute gameplay was the game that I gave a shit about yeah when they're like hey plot stuff Timmy has the zombie virus I'm like Fuck Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole thing was like, oh, I'm going to go kick zombies in the spikes. And be like, Timmy just eh. died to arrows. <laughs> <laughs> because I shot Timmy because I wanted XP. <laughs> I remember, like, I the, the points of this game that stand out to me are literally nothing to do with the plot because we skipped all of it. Except the kind of escape sequence uh, thing, which, which I thought was kind of cool. I liked it. Um, Again, I I did like it. I just don't like the and the rock music. It's like di- directly paced to how fast you're going. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're sprinting away, people are like, "Oh, bullets!" Just the gunfire behind you. Yeah, but then you go to like a light stroll, and people are like, just shooting the ground. Like, oh, you made it! <laughs> like, nice stormtrooper academy thing. Yeah, but the actual like unlocking skills, uh, gaining new abilities to like fight the zombies, uh, the absolute brokenness of the melee. Uh, like attacks that just invalidated actual weapon usage. Um, yeah, it's crazy how much stomping them in the nuts uh, destroyed ninety percent of that game. Yeah, or like hanging out next to uh, to spike, spike traps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just being like, and I throw you in that, and I suplex you in that, and you know all of this. Um, it's it's that game that gameplay and like how smooth the free running was that made it interesting to me compared to like other games in that space mm-hmm. so if it's the same game so like we talked about how doom this is this was the correlation i was going to make if it was doom 2016 and a new setting with a little more content i would be super happy with that yep if agreed. dying light 2 is dying light 1 in a similar setting with the same mechanics i won't play it yeah because i've already had that experience and not something i would buy at full price anyway mm-hmm. but if they just tweak it enough, I could see myself sinking at least 20 hours into it. Yeah. Which then, if you do, like, the math on how much you're spending per time, I'd still argue that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be necessarily buying those games every other week type thing. It's just... Uh, I know that the, the developers are probably listening to us now. My advice to them <laughs> is you need to figure out how your plot works in a multiplayer game because that was one of the biggest downsides to me was if i'm playing with a friend i'm playing for gameplay like neither of us are going to just put the controller down like cook some popcorn and watch like a 30 minute cutscene. Mm-hmm. like that would work for i almost said gta 4 but um metal gear solid 4 or something like that like where it is a cinematic experience but if you're playing with friends you want to play with friends it's not like a group sit down activity yeah um and this game had or dying light one had all of these quests and all of this dialogue and this whole warp to where your ally is so that we can actually like talk to the npc 
system that it was just to make it work like foretelling the story yeah and none of it mattered to me so my thing has always been if you're forcing me to do something it's probably because i don't want to do it innately yeah right so if you're forcing me to watch your cinematic so you can give off plot and storyline it probably sucks yeah if it's good i'm gonna look for it and seek it out like dark souls like Mm -hmm. any other game i'm like okay i actually care about the lore like halo i actually care about that lore a little bit yeah like it's an interesting enough universe on its own yeah they have really cool world building the flood yeah yeah grave mines Guilty like, spark. <laughs> I can go on. <laughs> Jake names all the characters and races. Halo, the protagonist. That <laughs> came just a giant hula hoop. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, again, it falls under the we'll see. Uh-huh. But I would like to be optimistic about more information and content for it. Because I, I could see that as a buy. Yeah. As a, as a Theoretically. As a completely disconnected aside, as you said, like it's a giant hula hoop. I imagine like the the pelicans like flying down to the ring, and there's just like barely perceptible like tropical music playing. But as they land on the ring, it gets louder and louder and louder. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine if they like flew through Halo, they kind of like did like a very slow barrel roll, mm-hmm. and like kind of sparks came off. <laughs> Different game, anyway, okay. Different game, yeah. That'd be a rhythm game or something, but. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll we'll see how it ends. Up. <laughs> Can we just call it the "We'll See" episode? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, comma E three. <laughs> that'll work. E three. We'll see. It. Yeah, I could see it. Coined it. Maybe <laughs> nobody else steals it. Yeah, no, we it's only post now. by the time you hear it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, got them. Speaking of threes, though, did you see the teaser for Baldur's Gate three? I did, and uh, as someone who has some affinity to D anD D. I like that for somebody who's played divinity i like that <laughs> yeah that's, that's our common ground here so yeah I, I i played like a little bit of Baldur's gate 2 back in like the 90s and it was like i don't know if the term is rev like revolutionary is correct but i'm gonna use it it was like revolutionary for the time because you basically could get eight player direct ip connect co-op in that game wow eight player co-op because you could have like a crazy number of like eight people in your party or whatever at a given time and um so you just could have that many people like player controlled characters and it was absurd and i mean it never worked because it remember all like the the nat problems in the 90s with uh opening your computer up to outside connections going to your router port forwarding Uh, yeah (laughs) that was the thing thank goodness we're not there anymore but um yeah i mean baldur's gate south sword coast interesting city very popular in uh in forgotten realms and uh larian as a developer I, i've said this before but they are the most qualified people to make this game like if wizards of the coast was like hey we're gonna handle this first party i'd be like ah, i don't know but larian's like you know it's gonna be good yeah what i love about larian um Again, we're never gonna we're never gonna have a divinity episode, but, mm. but we'll talk about I, I can one. dream. Yeah. <laughs> we can have content throughout episodes. So I know I've talked about it before, but I'd like to sell it again. There is a metric fuck ton of content in that game. Mm-hmm. 
uh, between dialogue, character choices, the overall plot, all the side quests you can do, the character building. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that was a great game. I'm glad I played it to fruition. And then later they're like, yeah, we added like 500 hours of like, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but like. Right. 500. It was at least 100. Minus one. Like 300,000 lines of dialogue they added on. Yeah. After the game was already out. They didn't charge anybody for it. They're just like, we kind of wanted to tweak this. (laughs) They just couldn't leave it alone. They had to perfect it more, right? Yeah. And then I watched a talk from one of the head developers saying like, hey, here are all these problems that we ran into in places we went wrong. Yeah. I'm like, but the game was perfect. (laughs) And like they... They have so much good things to offer, and they truly care about it, and they're great story writers. Yeah. Like, similar to George R.R.'s care for his books. Right. It's, oof. So, if it's anything in the RPG aspect, they're now one of those studios where I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. will follow your stuff until the end. And I'll check it out, because it's based in D&D, so. And were- D&D has its own cool-ass lore. Yeah, exactly. That's where so much of the early RPG things have branched from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it definitely borrowed from and outright copied from the people before it, in particular uh, Tolkien um, and other high fantasy for the time, but mostly Tolkien, right? Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's added a lot since then. So look forward to uh, being absolutely destroyed and having my brain eaten by illithids. Mind, the mind flayers in uh, Baldur's Gate should be good. For I mean, everybody who doesn't know what that is, it's like a smaller Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what it is, actually. Uh, it is a small Cthulhu. That's 100% yeah. true. Yeah, no, it'll it'll be good, though. So, looking forward to that co-op campaign, which I'll actually play. <laughs> I mean, hey, um, I'll probably pick it up, too. Mm-hmm. So, maybe. Right? <laughs> yeah. Same. It's a good chance. It's a good chance. Um, but we'll see. I make these jokes so that Jake feels shoehorned into playing co-op games with me. It's like, I fucking hate Dave. (laughs) I don't want to play games with him, but I I keep recording things with him. I keep bringing it up. It's on the record now. I mean, we've uh, we've played co-op games recently, though. Jake, it wasn't an actual... You don't have to defend yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It was a joke. (laughs) Repost. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that's honestly one of the big ones. Uh, Going kind of more quickly through some some of the things that I... um, or highlights for me one of them is outer worlds made by obsidian um so this is basically they didn't bill it as such obviously but uh, people are calling it fallout in space essentially that's what the inspiration Actual looks like in right like nuclear <laughs> nuclear radiation in space there's not much else to it uh no but like um they made fallout new vegas mm-hmm. um and they are much more likely to have uh disparate character paths uh based off choices than bethesda is bethesda has shown kind of as a fallout 4 that things in their games choices tend to just come back to we're basically the good guy and yeah we're going to complete the quest um but bethesda has been very old school in that regard and i don't say that in a positive way mm-hmm. but maybe it seems like outer worlds could be uh the true successor the right. spiritual successor yeah and it's it's I'll be honest, like I've played I'm not tired. 
Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I am tired <laughs> of the modern Fallout setting. Like, they just... There's so much that's already there that they kind of have to, like, keep putting subtle nods to. Like, in Fallout 76, they're like, we know that the Brotherhood of Steel wasn't, like, founded here because it's already been established that it was founded on the East Coast. But, man, they sure made a tough, like, a big decision here. So we're just going to, like, voice dialogue and, like, you can, like, find some terminals and read about it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I I get it. It's kind of like you have some important touch points, points in your world. And the only thing you can do is tie connections to those touch points. Like, you can't stand on your own and a new area um, and keep everybody's interest. And I mean, obviously other problems with Fallout 76, but (laughs) so it's more of like a piggybacking, you believe? Yeah. They're, they're, they're building. I would love, it takes more effort to make a new world. I think, um, in many cases, I would agree with you (laughs) as would everybody. (laughs) Right. I mean, like to a certain extent, it's also tough to keep an old universe. Um, interesting, relevant. Yeah. Interesting and relevant. But there, you can inject a lot of fresh gameplay with a completely different game, right? Where you're not beholden to mechanics from Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4. Um, people don't have to collect junk just because you introduced that as a feature at one point. Um, and then I'm a fan of the sci-fi setting. Like, jumping between planets. Um, it feel, it, Based off what we've seen, it looks kind of like a more RPG, uh, sort of like uh, Borderlands with character choices mm-hmm. and like dialogue and other things like that. We haven't seen a whole lot in energy swords. That's the cool thing. That's what's got me sold is the, uh, the almost I'll give you an eyebrow raise on that. The, uh, the blood dragon looking inner like beam swords and things. Yeah. So I'm going to continue to watch this and I will probably pick it up and pray that it runs on my computer. Not that it's going to like have amazing graphics because that's what is like, this Minecraft. It's not going to be the case. But I hope that it doesn't just crash constantly because yeah. Obsidian has had trouble <laughs> with some performance issues in the past. But Until I said it happens gonna... to everybody. Um... <laughs> I like that this is me coming off of I'm not going to I'm going to quickly go through these. Oh, Jake, I, <laughs> I know you're a liar flat out as a person, so right. it doesn't even phase me anymore. Oh, yeah. But you did mention Borderlands 3. I know mm-hmm. that was also announced. And he's had some gameplay. Yeah. Uh, some people were streaming that. How's that look to you? I'm not a big Borderlands person myself. Yeah. I didn't grow up with it at that exact time. I got it a little bit late. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate some of it. Like, oh, it's kind of cool. But for me, I'm not following the universe. Yeah. So I'm less invested if they made a third. Yeah. But I know you guys have definitely done some stuff through Borderlands too. Yeah, I I never played the pre sequel. Mm-hmm. I've had it like installed and ready to play for like the last three years. <laughs> He's just waiting to refund that shit. <laughs> uh, no, I think I I think I bought the key on Green Man Gaming, so I can't refund it oh, at this point. No. But um, uh, like the re the writing really peaked for me in two, and I just had less interest from what I saw in uh, pre sequel. Um, so hopefully they can kind of. They need to make improvements to it. Borderlands can't do the Call of Duty thing and be like, and here's another one. And they're like slight mechanics change. Yeah. They have to be mixing it up more um, because uh, the, the core mechanics are just so founded, I guess, like so established that uh, unless you're making significant changes or giving me a reason to come back to it, I'll just be like, if I feel like playing Borderlands, I'll play too because it yeah. was really good. Well, I'm sure they're going to try and add 
new zany characters and then also add some other weapon modifications mm-hmm. but still keeping things like oh you know you're gonna have a jacob sniper rifle and other things right as i always did yeah <laughs> um for reason <laughs> i don't know it's i had a quick glance for me again not invested in that mm-hmm. it just seems like a, a sequel yeah and i'm not gonna follow it until like there's like three people i know who aren't already borderlands fan people mm-hmm. we're like this looks really good we should play it together as a group yeah mm-hmm. and there's there's also like i have a lot of questions about where they're actually going to go in the story <laughs> uh given that this happens after two because this isn't the prequel now or the pre-sequel because that happened between one and two yes. i don't know um 1.5 hearts reborn yeah uh because basically borderlands at least for one and two culminates in this massive boss fight mm-hmm. that's just like oh that's what all this meant and it was kind of cool like it was some world building and you had some justification for it and i don't know where they go for three i don't know if this is borderlands we need more money or if this is borderlands we had some really good ideas <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to categorize sequels actually huh yeah so yeah um do you want to end the podcast and skip over cyberpunk yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> we should jump to it, though. There's other things on this list. Nobody cares. No one will ever know. Yeah, um, I think the main thing that people were, pretty much most people were tracking would be Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, uh, it's it kind of just a force of will choice to not talk about it up to this point. Just pretend that it wasn't at E3. I thought you just missed it. I'm like, I think you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw it was uh, originally on your list. I mean, obviously, I, I, I saw it. So this was... I'm gonna like I like to be a little more edgy and like non-mainstream I don't even care cyberpunk just looks really really good like this is the game I'm most excited for by far and like I love the idea of Baldur's Gate you know I love the idea of a new obsidian game mm-hmm. in sci-fi setting but cyberpunk is just freaking CD Projekt Red who I just pray they continue to maintain their streak of making really really solid amazing games i mean they made witcher 3 Mm -hmm. and that's all i need to give a shit about (laughs) right it's like but i guess the cynic would be just because witcher 3 was good or maybe not even cynic um but someone who's not as optimistic as me would be just because witcher 3 is good does not mean cyberpunk will be good this is a first person this is a first person shooter they've never done that or um like they haven't really stepped outside of the witcher um franchise and ip so like how do they deal with character interactions things like that but uh i'd argue the exact same way yeah Um, right (laughs) it's just the mechanics would change as far as like it would be shooting and stuff Hmm. but when you have again people who are that passionate about their projects and then when you have like the guy who made the original cyberpunk like is involved mike pondsmith (laughs) yeah like the direction is going to go in a good way yeah because they care about it that's their baby right yeah they're not gonna like cover their baby in shit and like throw it at you <laughs> pay me money they're gonna nurse it for like 18 years send it off to college <laughs> is that is that how that usually works nursing for 18 years i didn't know how to speak until i was 19 <laughs> anyway no it's uh like mechanically 
it sounds like obviously I haven't get I haven't been able to play the demo because I right. didn't go to E3. But the um, uh, the the demos that have been shown show a what it looks like as the abbreviated. I've never seen anything about Cyberpunk introduction. Is it looks like Deus Ex with more RPG mechanics and mm-hmm. a more compelling setting as far as interpersonal uh, interactions go uh, to me. And like I I like. CD Projekt Red, because they're in Poland, like they don't care about what um, Western sensibilities are. I mean, they're still Western in quotes, right? But like American yeah. sensibilities are. So this is a game that will have adult themes, and I don't just mean like it's a porn game because that's Jake's like, I get to see some titties. <laughs> but it's like they'll, uh, well, they'll they'll breach boundaries a publisher like Bethesda never would. Yeah, because they're just like, oh, people will dislike that, you know. Yeah, in a way, they're not gonna water down the game. Like, if they're trying to like convey, this is like some shit where like these gangs are doing drugs and murdering each other. Yeah, that's what the game is, and that's what they'll show. Yeah, I think uh, uh, one telling thing about it is the description that everyone in Night City, which is the setting for Cyberpunk uh, twenty seventy seven, um, wants what's best for themselves. Like, they're not here for altruism. None of the people you work for are just going to be like, yep, hope, hope, like helping out the new guy, you know, going to give him a contract. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's all like, how can they get ahead? Is it more beneficial for them to backstab you? And then your protagonist, your character, is in the same situation. Like, everybody, it feels like in RPGs, they want you to be the hero. Yeah, typically it is kind of that. You're the chosen one to save the thing, so you can fuck the princess later. Like, <laughs> but but not that because yeah, again, but, <laughs> sensibility. <laughs> but like the whole thing is, it's like the slow progression of power of like the main character. Yeah. But at least very early on, it was common to be like, you are the good guy. Yes. But there have been so many interesting things where it's like, I'm not the good guy. Right. Or maybe you find out later, you're like, oh, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or being. Or forcing a player to be put in those choices, like um, I forget in the studio already. Wolf Among Us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I had Telltale some interactions. T- yeah, Telltale. Mm-hmm. Well, how are they doing? Um, <laughs> I had some interactions with some characters, and I got into like a bar fight and ripped the guy's arm off. Yeah. And I didn't think it was gonna go that way. Type <laughs> thing. Yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> he died. But I like. I like when things go in other directions besides the this is like the straight normal and true thing and like yeah. that's really been done yeah and it can still be done really well but i'm so curious to see things outside of that if your game has choice in it and the only choice is be the hero be the good guy then that choice doesn't mean anything yes like if you put someone in night city and they choose to be a benevolent person and not grow jaded as they're screwed over by everyone else who takes advantage of that um and just continues to you know have this positive outlook in the world and like give away your money to the poor do whatever like that means something because you're not forced into that course yes so if you want to play as a good guy in cyberpunk like good on you i'm sure it's going to be tough you know like yeah you're going to get ahead way more by screwing other people over guaranteed it just looks like super cool universe mm-hmm. i've liked their other stuff before 
this is not a we'll see. This is a yeah. I'm taking time off to this for this shit. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already planning on taking a week off for this in April. So this is this is my top anticipated game, and I was kind of surprised that it was actually coming out uh, next year. Like the turnaround was sort of that quick. Yeah. I realized it was announced in like 2016, but still. <laughs> like, Four years? Oh, that'd take me longer, huh? <laughs> it's been in development for like seven years. It's absurd. Like, um, but that's the way CD Projekt Red actually works. They just, they're like, hey, kind of working on something. People are like, oh my gosh, they lose their minds. Years past, generations even, right? And yeah. then they're like, all right, it's done. <laughs> People lose their, the generations, their grandchildren lose their minds. And play the game, right? <laughs> I was joking um, that uh, the release date was actually in the title of the game but thankfully i was very wrong even if it did come out in 2077 they still could have had keanu announce it am i right yep he is immortal so yeah that is the uh the popular take but yeah everything all, all of the uh developer interactions the talks um that the uh, creator of cyberpunk 2020 was the original mm-hmm. um like everything they've said about the game about how they're treating the character interactions and the overarching like themes as far as like transhumanism and uh, corporations versus like personal um personal uh, opinions and uh like power essentially like the whole the whole dynamic is really interesting in ways that um other games in this dystopic future uh in particular like deus ex is really the only modern example i can think of like they don't go into it that game goes into conspiracy and all of this yeah it it's kind of like this is the universe this is in place exactly yeah um so anyways we'll see (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah and with that i would like to thank everybody for listening to another episode of soapstone uh, as always, you can reach out to us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or uh, directly on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And we look here. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good evening and thank you for listening. Fire, it's killing time back from the dead. See-